out to Walker, Walker away to Tarp, and then it's gone on to Gagai, and Dane's gone through, Walker's there supporting, and he puts it over the line for a finals try. A couple of plays of the game, the Panthers are going to be first after this, it's been ugly, they've been far from their best, Cleary straight through. The way it's come, a long ball over the top, Katara, the trick finish. Now, let's talk about the one and only Cronulla Sharks. Obviously, some big signings there. They've got Cameron, Cameron McInnes. They've got uh, Dale Finuc and Nico Hines. I think those three probably going to be the signing of the year They're going into 2022. I think they're really valuable signings. And you talk about value in this game. Nico Hines, uh, a former premiership winner, didn't even play a minute of that game in 2020, and he won a premiership. Uh, Dale Finucane, also a premiership winner for the Storm a few times now. Really valuable player. Even for the Bulldogs, I think, is a premiership winner as well. Um, and then Cameron McInnes, who is just the world of experience and leadership. Oh, I think that's really valuable there for the Sharks. What are your thoughts? I, I love the direction they're taking. Um, I think they really are starting to form. And this is the main thing that I really love to see with signings. They really start, and it's kind of, as I said before about the Tigers, that's sort of what they're lacking, but it's, they're starting to form an identity and you can always almost picture how they're going to be playing based on their signings. You know, uh, it seems to me that Fitzgibbon has really prioritized signing, you know, good players as well as good human beings. Um, you know, uh, firstly, you got Dale Finucane, as you mentioned, I really, I don't think there would be a better guy for a new coach to have coming in with them. Obviously, Craig Fitzgibbon's uh, new coach over at the Sharks. So I think, you know, he's renowned for his leadership and his work ethic and will really help to set the standards for this team that only just missed the top eight this year. Um, so, like, now I will say I think he was slightly overpaid based on what you will get on the field. Um, you know, Finnegan... Finucane, sorry, is 30 um, and he signed a four-year deal uh, worth $2.5 million. Um, but I think I think start, starting off, one really positive thing about this is like the structure of it. So it's reportedly front-ended. Um, so apparently he'll be earning, you know, 750000 across the first three years uh, and then the last year he'll, he'll be earning 300000 So, you know, I'm sure that will be a lot more in line with his production at 34 years old. Um, yeah. But that said, his intangibles are so incredibly valuable. Um, and you only have to look at, you know, the way Bellamy has publicly spoken about him to know what he can bring to the team environment. Uh, Hines, you know, he's one of the best young players in the competition. Um, he proved it this year. Like, you could you could argue that the Melbourne Storm performed better with him at fullback than Ryan Pappenhausen, who won the Clive Churchill medal last year. You know, that said, I do think his best position is fullback. So I'm going to be interested to see how he goes in that number six role. I think the plan is to play him at six with Will Kennedy uh, keeping his spot at fullback, which I agree with. Uh, but that, that's not to say I'm doubting him because, you know, he's shown he's, can, he's a great ball player. Um, but it's, you know, it's still a different position that he will need to, you know, make that transition into. Um, and I guess the other question is in, just in regard to him leaving the Storm system. You know, that system has been absurdly good at developing fullbacks. You know, we've seen them go from Billy Slater to Cameron Munster, to Ryan Pappenhausen and Nico Hines at the same time, you know. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see if they can recreate that, if he can re recreate that same production level away from the Storm system. 
Uh, but, you know, I'm not doubting him. You know, he's a, he's a great talent. Um, and you mentioned Cam McInnes. And I think, you know, he is really, I think, been a little bit forgotten, obviously injured all of last year. Um, but he was such a high-effort player and he was so consistent um, during his time at St. George. Um, you know, I think I do think people are underrating him a little bit. I think I think he's, you know, he's been brought there to play at lock and I think he's going to make a great lock in the modern game. You know, I think the best way to do it is, as, as I said, put uh, Finucane at prop, uh, McInnes at 13 and uh, Hines at six with Kennedy at the back and then, you know, keep Braley. I think Braley is still shown enough to uh, prove that he's a very serviceable hooker um, in the league. What is that? What are your thoughts on um, the positional structure there? Yeah, well, look, they signed they signed uh, Cam McInnes very early, uh, and this was right when he got injured as well. They signed him. Uh, I'm not sure as to what the length or the uh, money of that deal was, um, but they did sign him very early in the season, um, and I thought he was going to play lock because Jaden Braley was going to play hooker, uh, and he looked really, really good this season for the Sharks, and I'd be very depri- surprised to see him in a 14 next season um and then they signed Dalfa Nuke and and they signed um camera uh, Nico Hines as well now I obviously knew that Nico Hines was probably going to slot into the halves probably five eight um but then Dalfa Nuke and he's a genuine lock he played a bit of front row in in the origin period and he did a great job at that um but he's a genuine lock um so does that mean that Cam McInnes then goes to hooker and we do see Jaden Braley going into that nine role? And if that's the case, 2023, when Jaden Braley comes off contract, uh, sorry, Blake Braley we're talking about, Blake Braley, his brother. Yes. If, Blake, if Blake Braley does come off contract in, 20, in 2023 and then go to the Dolphins, that'd be a good move for him personally, in my because uh, he's probably not going to get a start under a guy like Cameron McInnes. Uh, depending on how many years he's got left in the tank as well. Um, but, it, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. Personally, just experience-wise, I'd go for Nuke and Locke, Cameron McInnes, Hooker, and then you chuck in Nico Hines, obviously, in that 5-8 role. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, they've also signed Matt Cavalli, which I think is an awesome signing. What are your thoughts about that one? Very solid depth signing. Um, you know, I... I I found it a little bit strange at first because I was like, they've got the best wing pairing, like one of the best wing pairings in the competition with Katoa, Sione Katoa and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Um, so I thought, you know, it doesn't really cover a need for the Sharks, um, but, you know, he's a great finisher. Um, and, you know, I do think, I, I, the, I think it's great for the Sharks. I personally am just a bit unsure about how this makes sense for Ikevalu just because... He's 27 now, and I kind of thought he would be wanting that, um, you know, at this point of his career, kind of wanting to be pursuing an opportunity as a starter. Um, but I can't help mm. but think that, you know, he must have been promised some kind of starting position from Fitzgibbon. Obviously, he's dealt with him at the Roosters. Um, you know, unless they plan on doing a positional, you know, a positional shuffle um, to get him onto the wing, um, you know, because at the moment I don't really – they've got that really only in their back line. They've only really got that centre position up for grabs with Connor Tracy sort of in the mix for it. Uh, Ramian, I think, done enough well, to secure that up the side. Mm. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. I, 
as I said, I, I found it a little bit strange just from Mikavalo. I didn't see. I thought for him to leave the Roosters to, for a similar role, I didn't expect that because he still had a year to run on his deal, uh, Ikevalu. Um, So, you know, he's obviously only secured one extra year. It's a two-year deal with the Sharks. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they sort of utilize him positionally. Yeah, no, I can agree. And I think I actually thought that he was I think he'd do a great job in that center role as well. He's a really talented player. Ball skills are okay as well. Um, whether he can take that center role on defensively is what I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, but there's a lot of attacking upside to Matt Ikavalu, and I think he'd be a great signing. He is a great signing for the Cronulla Sharks. Talking about the center role, though, as well, they've signed two guys from Union as well, Lachlan Miller, and I'm not sure what the other guy's name is as well. They've signed two uh, guys from Union uh, who are rugby league, would be rugby league centers, if not back rowers. They're big, chunky boys, but they're really, really quick. Now, Lachlan Miller, he plays inside, inside center, and he plays a bit of fly half, I've heard. I could be wrong. Uh, but that is pretty much the equivalent of either a center or a or a five eight as well. Um, so look, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. It'd be, a fly half is the equivalent of a halfback five eight for for Union. So he could definitely play in the back row. He's a really big boy. He's a really big boy, looking Interesting, Miller. Uh, I think they've actually signed him for center, though. So it'll be very interesting to see whether he does play in the back row spot. He's not playing in the halves. Nico Hines uh, and Braden Trindle or whoever plays halfback have that, Matt Moylan. Um, but, yeah, he'd be very good in the centers or in the back row, I reckon. Well, that's all I have time for, mate. But thanks for hopping on and having a chat. You're an absolute legend. Love having a chat with you about rugby league. Really great bloke and... Uh, I really appreciate you well, hopping that on. that is it, guys. That is it. Thank you for tuning in to Around the League with me and Baldman Rugby League. It was an absolute pleasure to have him on. I want to just thank him again. And I just want to apologize for all the little mistakes and all the little problems we had with uh, audio, with connection, all that stuff. Um and I just want to thank him again because it's awesome to have a chat with this guy. He's a really nice bloke, really humble bloke, and I really appreciate having his time. It ended up going for an hour and a half in in total. Um, lucky I did split it into these three parts. But I could talk with this guy for as long, <laughs> a whole school day if I wanted to, and uh, we'd, we'd be talking that whole time. He's just such an awesome bloke, and... Uh, it was really good to have a chat with him. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one as well as much as I did and as much as he did as well. Uh, we both really enjoyed it and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well because um, yeah, he's just such an awesome bloke and it was a really great chat. We got to cover a bunch of stuff around the league at the moment. Um, if you guys want to go back and listen to other parts, if you only just listened to this part and you want to go back and listen to the other parts, you definitely should listen to the whole thing because it is really an interesting chat. Thank you for choosing Big Les's League and all a rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend and I'll see you guys in the next one.